G'day folks, welcome to episode 96 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray. So this week, we're going to do things a little bit different. We're going to start out uh, covering a bunch of community news, and then we'll do a quick roundup of security updates. In particular, because this week, uh, the news actually covers a lot of the details from the updates that we've done. So I kind of figured it would be uh, more, yeah, more appropriate to do it that way around. All right, so let's just dive into it. Uh, so first up, I wanted to talk about uh, some news of the Tianfu Cup out of China. So this is um, kind of like the Chinese version of Point to Own. A bunch of different uh, research institutes all get together and they have pre-configured targets that everyone is going to try and hack. Uh, yeah, everyone comes with their pre-prepared exploits and stuff. They try to exploit these targets. Uh, you know, if they're successful, then uh, they go and confirm are these bugs already known or not? And if not, then they all get awarded prizes. In this case, I guess relevant to Ubuntu, uh, we had both uh, QMUKVM on Ubuntu itself was uh, owned as well as Firefox and Docker. Uh, so all of these, we expect to see updates uh, in the uh, the near term. Uh, but other things as well were done. So Chrome, uh, Safari, VMware ESXi, uh, there was a CentOS 8, although details on how that was done, uh, we're not too sure on. I'm still waiting on details from that. There was iPhone, Android. So all kinds of platforms here were really, uh, really attacked. So it's not just Ubuntu. Uh, but yeah, so it's really cool to see, I guess, more uh, awesome exploit development coming out of China. And I guess just shows uh, it's not like uh, the US and others have a monopoly on this stuff. But in the case of Ubuntu, what we saw was, as I said, it was QMU KVM that was attacked. Uh, in this case, the researchers used a user after free vulnerability so they could get code execution as well as an information leak, I guess, to make sure they could do it at the right memory. Uh, address to be able to escape uh, from the QMU VM onto the host and then they were able to get root code execution on the host. Uh, this is the kind of thing that I guess we've seen these sorts of vulnerabilities in QMU before and in particular in this case uh, the actual researcher that found it, Zhao Wei, uh, we've actually seen them uh, come out with these sorts of bugs in QMU in the past. Uh, but yeah, so uh, great work to them that earned them $60,000 which is a yeah, pretty tidy uh, reward for that kind of thing. Uh, as I said, we're still waiting on uh, more details on that and from Docker as well to find out uh, yeah, what, how that happened. Uh, sorry, or the details of that vulnerability, shall I say. Uh, but in the case of Firefox, that has already been patched. Uh, so the latest Firefox release uh, contained a patch for CVE 2020-26950 uh, to be able to fix that vulnerability that was found in Firefox in Tianfu Cup as well. So moving on, this week there was also a write-up from uh, Kevin Backhouse at GitHub about how he uh, successfully exploited uh, GDM and account service vulnerabilities to be able to get a privileged account on Ubuntu. Now I actually talked about this back in last week's episode 95, so we've already released updates for this, but what Kevin's done, uh, he's provided a really good write-up of this uh, on GitHub, uh, on the GitHub blog, you know, where he works, uh, kind of detailing how he you know, found these vulnerabilities, how the vulnerabilities interact, as well as a great video that demonstrates it as well. So if you wanted more details on that, when I talked about it uh, back from last week, you can go and check out Kevin's write-up. I've got a link in the show notes. And as well, this has been picked up by things like uh, Port Swigger's Daily Swig and others as well. So yeah, some cool write-ups there as well. Uh, and the last thing that I wanted to talk about was this platypus attack against Intel CPUs. So this is kind of the latest round of side channel vulnerabilities in Intel CPUs. This time though, it's not so much a speculative execution attack as the kind that we've seen in the past, but it's actually about using uh, power measurements of the CPU to be able to infer uh, secret keys and that kind of stuff. So uh, we've got a knowledge base article on this. 
Uh, there's a link to uh, the Upstream Project uh, website. So, you know, as you have a new vulnerability nowadays, everyone has to have a cool logo and a cool website for it. So platypusattack.com, as well as a kind of quite uh, approachable write-up from uh, ZDNet on this as well. So yeah, check out the links in the show notes. But yeah, basically uh, the Intel CPUs provide a way to measure their power usage. Uh, this can be done uh, in Linux on user space. There's the uh, RAPL runtime average power uh, limit interface to be able to read that. And on Linux, there was a couple issues in particular that this was uh, exposed as uh, attributes from the kernel that were readable by any user. So basically any unprivileged user would be able to read uh, the what the current power usage was. And I guess if you sample this enough over time, you can then infer uh, you know, when you're doing cryptographic operations, what the keys may be. Uh, so this has been fixed in a couple ways uh, that in particular for the kernel, uh, there's a kernel update that uh, restricts that to only be able to be read by root. And uh, there's an update to microcode as well. The microcode update in particular then uh, protects things like uh, SGX and other use cases as well. So not just uh, kind of the kernel, uh, the Linux kernel type attack. So yeah, that was it for uh, community news in security. So on to updates, we had an update for the Spice VD agent. Uh, so if you are using um, yeah, Spice to access uh, remote machines, uh, that is now resolved for Ubuntu releases 18.04, 20.04 and uh, 20.10, the Groovy Gorilla. Uh, speaking of the account service vulnerability that Kevin Backhouse from uh, GitHub found that I talked about before, this has now been uh, released as well for trusty extended security maintenance or 14.04 extended security maintenance customers. Both those vulnerabilities are fixed there as well. Uh, we had an update for Tmux as well. Uh, as I said, the Firefox uh, update, Open LDAP, Pacemaker, uh, and yeah, the kernel update to fix uh, the platypus attack as well as uh, Intel microcode. So just on that, uh, we do expect another Intel microcode release uh, early next week. Uh, in this case, there was a regression for the Intel microcode on some platforms that would cause it to fail to boot. Uh, I'll talk about that more probably next week's episode, but we've already released an update that pulls back the microcode uh, on those platforms, uh, which is the more recent Intel Tiger Lake CPUs. Uh, but we will, uh, Intel dropped another uh, microcode update uh, just earlier today. So we will be packaging that up, testing that and uh, releasing that probably next week, as I said. So expect more details on that next week. All right. So that takes us to the end of this week's episode. A bit of a shorter one this time. But yeah, I wanted to focus, I guess, more on some of the community stuff than just uh, vulnerabilities this week. So yeah, if you've got any feedback on the show, you want to get in contact with us, you can reach us at securitydubuntu.com. We are also in the Ubuntu Harden channel on chat.freenode.net, the Freenode IRC network. You can uh, create a topic on discourse.ubuntu.com in the security section if you want to get our attention as well. We'll be happy to discuss things there with you as well in a more open forum. And finally, if you dig Twitter, we are at Ubuntu underscore sec there as well. Okay, so thanks everyone for listening again for this week. Uh, remember, till next week, keep calm because we've got you back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.